All right. Today's episode, Josh and I sat down with a buddy of ours, Aaron Lenaway. Aaron has gotten into the archery game pretty heavy in the last couple of years. He's taking a big interest in it, and he's been uh, doing a lot of archery shoots, the Total Archery Challenge, Beast Mode Archery Challenge. We talked a lot about those two things. He confused me about his spot hog site and how it works and his upcoming archery hunt in Colorado for elk. So without further ado, please give it up for our friend, Aaron Lenaway. Yeah, I forget all the damn no, time. He, he just turned the flash on on his phone. So iPhones have that where you can turn your... Right. Like, it just... God. Found out I think I have a slight chance of epilepsy with it because it kind of fucks me up a little bit. <laughs> Dude, that just... I hate Especially it. Especially in the middle of the night. As soon as that goes off, any any one of my friends, you or Slavati, anybody that has that going on on their phone, I'm like, Ugh, why why would you do that to another human? That's just rude. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for Allie to bitch about it when my phone goes off in the middle of the night. Because it does it with a text message too, right? Text yes. message, uh, phone calls, quite a bit of a lot of different things. I don't know about like social media things. Dude, the, the minute that goes off when you are in bed and she's just like, nope. She's not going to say shit. She's going to grab that phone and smack you in the face with it. Yeah. That'll happen. <laughs> that'll happen. Uh, Aaron knows, because Aaron, you like grew up with Allie, right? When, yeah. Like, you guys started, you met at fair? Yeah, we've known each other since, fuck, five? That's a minute. Yeah. That's a minute. <laughs> yes. I, I'm pretty sure we've known each other since we were five. If not a little older. It was really funny when she introduced me to him, because she was just like, oh, you know. Not going to know who he is. And he's like, oh, Smalls. <laughs> Which is what everybody called me in high school. Right. But uh, I meant to kind of scare the shit out of you. So I had uh, the the conservation officer that was heading up the poaching case, which went through. He took a plea deal, which we were discussing uh, just before you got yeah, here. Off was... mic, how it's bullshit. But they ended up slapping him with. It was like I mean, he what, it, what a thousand a thousand dollars and he can't buy a license for four years. Yeah. For the guy that had shot, like, the nine bucks that he had, like, just... No, this is the guy that poached the turkey. Oh, just down the road here. Yeah. Oh, that is bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's obviously, I mean, like you said, it's not the first time they've been dealing with the dude. That's, we're just like, come on, man. And, and I know how that shit works. You know, the CEOs talk with the prosecuting attorney. And I know they told them it's not the first time they've dealt with the dude. Right. It's just, it's irritating. Oh, yeah. And I'm with you on that. I'm with you guys on that 100%. Like, poaching... It's not. It doesn't fly with me in my book. You know what? He he had had to have had a decent lawyer that knew what was going on, and I guarantee the guy said, "You're not going to make it through the trial. You're going to wind up going to jail. They're going to take your shit." Oh yeah, and listen to your guys's uh, recent podcast when you were talking with Tykey's brother. Hands down, like, yeah, there's. It's to the point where people that have money can just throw it at it, whatever. Have the lawyer take care of it. But if somebody that's starving barely making ends meet with the economy that it is now tell me one guy that's not going to go out and provide for his family with grocery prices the way they are now yeah i mean that oh, that'd be a tough one man because i mean <clears throat> the morality issue and the legality issue kind of clash right there you know right and They're... at the same time like i get it like like you're saying morale and whatnot and the whole yeah like but when you look down break it down to it the guy that has the money is going to get that just a slap on the hand. The guy that doesn't have the money for a good lawyer, bye. There goes your hunting privileges, probably for life. 
the sad part is I don't even know if it's that. I think it's more like they don't want to take it to trial because, dude, I just had jury duty this week as well. Or this past week. Or the week before, I'm sorry. Right. But, uh, shit show. I showed up Tuesday and they're, uh, they're like, well, you guys all get to go home because half of your or 30 of your peers are in contempt right now for not showing up. So came back Thursday and it was, they almost made it sound like there wasn't enough of us. Like, you know, there's only what, 12 jurors or 14, 12, there's so, 12, but there was only like 50 people there. And you know how it works. Like, nah. I ended up getting dismissed cause you know, head injury, <laughs> shorts or memory loss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, childhood trauma coming back to you there. <laughs> Do you think that'll affect your ability to deliberate in this case? Yep. 100% it will. When he says, wait, what? Hey, that's what Allie he was like. what? Allie was like, you missed a perfect opportunity to be like, I said I had short-term memory loss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been great. They've been like, yeah, Mr. Ruff, you you just need to exit the building uh, yeah, now. <laughs> you're, you're excused. All um, they got to do is listen to the podcast. What was I talking about? Right. But what I was getting at it, I was going to scare the shit out of you. So he was like, well, when's a good time to show up? I'm like, 5.30 on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, 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 thanks. You missed him by like two minutes, oh. man. Oh, thank God. Right. Which is a, which is a relief because, I mean, not that I'm encouraging any of our future guests to be late, but a lot of times they show up early. And uh, I don't know if you guys can tell from like, I don't know, the shit show from last episode that usually we're scrambling right before we record. So it's like when they show up early, you're like, fuck. <laughs> like nothing's ready. Yeah. Right. Y'all you know? didn't get to hear the the three test runs we did to make sure we didn't lose audio like we did with Bobby's. God, Just like I'm so mad about that, man. Like that was such a good episode. I mean, your brother's was a great episode too. I mean, he did great. I was an idiot. Sorry, everybody, for yeah. not ever shutting the fuck up. You took your damn medication today, right? Aaron, wave your hand. You're gonna have to move up or move that camera. <clears throat> Yeah, I think we're going to have to move that camera. This is going to be weird, but I am going to get up and move the camera <laughs> mid-podcast. I'm going to do this, so that way I know I'm going to need to stop and fix the fucking... Th- this is the bitch. When I do the oh, when I do the editing, is trying to match up the audio with the fucking video. Yeah. So if I cut out... You tell me when, bud. Right there. There? Good. Are you sure? Yep, but just move his mic a little bit. You're, you're going to have to lean in a little bit. Yeah, just push it forward a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I mean, put it wherever you want. I mean, is that good? Can you yeah. still hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear you good. good. I can hear you good. Good right. lord, you sound like my ex. <laughs> Just put it wherever you want. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're going down that road, huh, with you? You know, I think we've gone down Tyke's Love Life Road way too many fucking times. Thank you. Thank you. It's about time you fucking lay off. Well, hey, hey first of all, hey, we always have good high hopes for you, buddy. Until they never work out. The high, the high hopes never work out. It's the ones that are like just. In my de- in my defense, last time I was shit faced. All of this is getting taken out, right? I mean, not this. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I literally just said. Break out. So we might just have to slightly edit. I have to stuff. edit. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> just edit that right out. Uh, but dude, so there's a bunch of shit I want to talk about. Like I want to talk uh, Bowtech, and um, I want to talk about your total archery hunts and all that shit. But um, I want to start with talking about. Don't you use a hog site? Spot hog. Spot hog. Yes. That's, so is that just a brand that makes it, or yes. is that a, is that the name of the actual site? That's the name of the actual site. Uh, I shoot spot hog. 
I got the Fast Eddie XL. I started out with the Fast Eddie, which just mounts to the side of your bow. Um, had a bow, loved it. Matthews V3, 27, loved the bow. Quick bow, just being 29-inch draw, you're constantly dipping your head down. So I decided to sell it, go with the new V3X, 29. Hands down, love the bow. So tell people why you're dipping your head. Too short of a interbeam length? or Yeah, well, once you draw back at full draw, especially for guys that have long draw lengths, like I'd say 28 and a half and up, the valley of the string is so steep that you have to dip your head to be able to look through the peep sight without having your peep sight clear up in your speed knocks on the string. Okay. So, like I said, the 27 hands down Midwest bow for any whitetail tree stand hunter day in, day out. Especially for the guys with the short draw lengths, 28 and down. But more specifically, what I want to talk about with the hog sight, I mean, or the spot hog, uh, is how the... Perfect. How, uh... How does it work as far as like, so we were talking about this last night amongst ourselves. Like, so for everybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, the hog site is a single pin site where you, are we talking about the same thing? It, yeah, it's a single double pin. You can get it in, in quite a few different styles, setups. Uh, the spot hog, the one I run personally is the spot hog fest Eddie, which is a single double pin. It has dual indicators on it, which... For me, I can't have a whole mess of pins in my sight picture. Say, so explain single double pin. So you got one pin inside the housing, and then you got a red fiber. Like I'm, if I remember right, it's a red fiber fiber up top, and like I think it's a green or a yellow at the bottom, and it's within. Depending on how fast your bow speed is and what your arrow speed is, will determine if it's a. 20, 20 yard gap between the two pins or it could be five yards between the two or 10 yards it all really varies on what your your arrow speed is so was that like what you were talking about last night where there was the i don't think so that's so the the fibers up top and bottom and then you got the one solid pin that's three different aiming points correct no, just nope. two just two yeah. so one of is that like also a range finder side as well yeah, because you have a, um, a dial on the side that you roll to whatever, like say, we'll say one of your deadheads on the table here. We'll say that's 40 yards out. Well, you range that, it's okay, you know it's 40. Well, your top pin is set at 20 now, and your bottom pin could be set at, we'll say, for a slower bow, we'll say it's set at 30, your bottom pin. So okay, you've only got so, a 10 yard difference, right? So it's it's two fibers, but yep. it's one on top, one on bottom. Yep. Got you. Just in a single stack. So there's there's another kind of sight that is similar to that, but it's two pins, one aiming pin, one yardage pin, where you place them on the deer's back and the deer's stomach and close them down until they actually touch both. Hmm, that's new to me. I've never seen that, so I'm kind of intrigued by that now. <laughs> one of the guys that I work with used to have one, and... It's for like mature body size deer, like you know, eighteen inches is the the chest okay. on a mature buck. So you put it on their back for the top pin, and you put it on their stomach on the bottom. You move the bottom pin up, and that gives you your yardage. And then you move that up to the, where you're going to shoot. Yeah. He said he's made an eighty-five yard shot with it. Hmm. 
that's that's quite interesting and how i even thought about calling you and be like hey dude you want me to bring my bow bring my bow with me we could shoot probably but no of course i show up late for the podcast right, right. <laughs> well like we were talking last night like i was just like cause it sounds like a great idea but that was just the whole rolling of the site thing was just to me one more thing you got to mess with when you're in the stand and you have an animal in front of you all right but that being said, like it, it's a cool idea. But in my head, it was just like, you know, that deer's forty yards away. You just roll the thing to forty and go. But like, my, my question was like, how do you get that? What's your zero? You know, your zero is twenty. Okay. So when you first get your spot hog, if you go with a single pin, um, single double pin, I should say, you side in your twenty, get your twenty dial, then you. A lot of people, especially the YouTubers I've watched. So what you put you put your dial on twenty, yep, and then sight in your pin at twenty yards. Yep. Well, Got first it. you sight in your pin and you move the dial to wherever till you hit dead dead center on twenty. Once you get that established, you walk. You put a uh, comes with a scale with a sight scales, and uh, put that on there. I already have twenty yards marked on the top, and then you roll it to. We'll say, I think, we'll go with mine. I had mine dialed in at 20, and then I had to go back and shoot from 60 until I hit 60. And on this calibration tape, it has different numbers. I think it starts at, like, 1. 1 being, like, your huge gaps. Where you're you're going to be, like, 20 and, like, say, 25 as your gaps between the two pins. And then you're talking about something super slow, maybe a child's kid's bow, youth bow, shooting 40 pounds. 35, we'll say. I'm not 100% sure how far you have to be. Just, well, just for okay. some, the simplicity of trying to explain it, why don't we just try to explain it with one pin? It's the same thing, yeah. right? Yeah, one pin, you basically, you set in, you sight your 20 in, and then you go back to 60, get your 60 dialed in, and then there's numbers that you go off of. It comes with a sight tape booklet, and it shows you every number. So whenever you get your calibration tape dialed to, say, 23, you go in the sight tape booklet. It comes pre-made sight tapes. Okay, I found 23. Okay, you cut it out, put it on there, dead nuts. Okay, so you're, you, like, make the reel? Kinda? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So rather than, like we were talking last night, rather than being a cam where it, you have to have a certain yardage, right. it's got different gaps on the tape, like, you know, inches versus centimeters on rulers. Yeah. Right. Right. Because, like, that's what we were trying to figure out last night. I'm like, well, what would be your zero? Because, you know, you're shooting different diameter arrows. You're shooting different speeds. You're shooting different right. grains. Like, how the hell would it know? You know, it'd be like what he was trying to say last night, like a ballistic chart, you know. It, it, it has to be specific. It, yeah. It is to an extent. Because I help me. I, me and Tyfe could be, have the same draw length. I shoot, we'll say I shoot a 420 grain arrow. Total arrow weight. Taiki shoots a 560 grain arrow. That's going to change dramatically as far as how the sight tape is set. We could both hit 20 and our 20s be identical, but once we get out to 60, his might actually be a lot bigger gap between the sight tapes as far as spacing on the lines of where. 25 30 40 so on and so forth is spaced out a little bit bigger than what mine is mine could be super tight right 
Well, so the reason I was asking about the hog sites is because you were talking about these total archery shoots you were doing. Uh, the one you just did in Wisconsin, uh, I'm going to let you explain what those shoots are here in a minute. Um, but basically, when you were explaining it to me, I was like, shit, that'd be, you know, you're shooting long distances like that and hiking up mountains. It just seems like that would be the perfect site to have. You know, oh, shit, you know, especially you're shooting long distance. What was the farthest you said you shot? Uh, the furthest I shot between both both things I did or outings, I guess you'd call them. Uh, was 124 yards. My goodness. Yeah, that's I, a poke. And we'll fuck with it. <laughs> Especially with an arrow. are expensive, brother. I don't know if you know yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Honey, I love you, but <laughs> we are not going to talk about how much money I have in these arrows. I love you. You know this. How many did you lose on that shoot? Uh, total archery, I lost three, three in three days. That's not terrible from no. what you were telling me you were shooting at. So, yeah, I mean, walk us through the, the, the total archery deal. So, like, what do you got to do to, like, sign up? Is it, like, a league deal or is it just – no? walk us through it. Total archery – it's – they go – a lot of people know it as TAC, but it's mm-hmm. total archery challenge. Uh, they hold it all over the country. Uh, they usually start in Texas, I want to say, April. End of April they start. Mm-hmm. And then it's from Texas to Oklahoma out to the East Coast here to, um, I think they stop in uh, Tennessee, uh, Pennsylvania, and then they head up to uh, Montana, and then they got two stops, I think, in Utah. Now, so what is it, though? I mean, do do they keep... And it's strictly open to the public. Anybody that has from longbows to recurves to compound bows to hunting bows to target bows where guys got 30 inch stabilizers and you're like oh hey i showed up with my little eight inch stabilizer it's cute i know it's like a button <laughs> <laughs> but is it, is it like a league no it's just a fun shoot okay so like when they when i say when, like when they're traveling they're just setting up targets yep. or, set, or setting up shoots and yeah. it's just all for fun yeah gotcha okay now yeah. with all these different kinds of bows are you guys all shooting the same course yep so Tread archery, like longbows and recurves, 124 yards. Well, that's the thing with tack. And you they have cones set up where you can shoot from the cone. If you feel comfortable enough with your whole setup, be like, okay, yeah, I feel comfortable of taking this shot. But with the whole camaraderie around tack and whatnot, I've met a lot of cool people from all over the state. And they're like, hey, um, my wife, she's only got like a 40-pound bow. She can't make this 110-yard shot. Do you mind if she scoots up? No, no, that's not a problem. We'll hang out, wait till you guys are done, pull arrows, come back. That's cool. So you're not necessarily tied to, okay, you have to shoot from this cone. Because, hell, I, I, the 124-yard shot, I was like, yeah, this is going to be fun. I looked at my buddy that went with me. I was like, well, I'm just going to send this arrow and we find it we find it if not well there goes an arrow <laughs> we're so, not going to talk about it the rest of this trip <laughs> well i was going to say so like the way your your spot hog works so anything between zero and 60 you can dial it like did you have anything for 100 uh, yeah my the spot hogs with them they go from 20 to 100 or 20 oh wow okay yeah so your 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 tape goes to 100 so okay so you're only you're only sighting it in 2060 but it, you can still just roll it all the way up yep. to 100. No shit. But even, God, like you feel like even like a, the difference between 100 and 120, 
It's a huge difference. <laughs> How far did you go over its back? About a foot, foot and a half? Uh, when I dialed my sight tape, I started realizing, like, when I started shooting for, like, the 120, like, I started realizing, okay, well, if I turn, roll my dial all the way to to my bottom pin or my bio, bottom indicators on 100, okay, counted up how many lines, okay, so I'm, we'll say I was 16 yards from my top of my second indicator, my top indicator, which would have been my top pin. I was like, okay, so we're going to roll this down to the top indicators on 100. I was like, so that's putting me roughly about 116 yards for bottom pin. I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to wing it and just kind of, just to add a little bit more of a turn down, and hope and pray for the best. <laughs> Send it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's all you can do is just when you get to you that point. It? Oh yeah, 124 yards. Like in real life, yeah, not a good spot to hit a caribou. It's like right in that vital shoulder where you're like, oh, he's just gonna take off my arrow. Well, it cost real- me about two hundred dollars as it runs away and never dies. <laughs> well, realistically. Realistic. Nobody in this room would take a 124-yard yeah. shot with a bow on anything. No. Uh, but so those courses look cool as shit. So like it, like you're backpacking pretty much, right? Yeah. Um, total archery, it's the first, I think, four courses. Three courses. Yeah. No. Yeah, three. Because there was, no, there was four up top. There was Prime, Sitka, and Knock-On. Yeah. So there was three down, three up high. Two down low. Up high, meaning high altitude. Well, you're in Wisconsin, so yeah. how high can you get, really? But some of those videos you were showing me, they look like yeah, you were well, in some shit. Yeah, well, TAC wasn't actually held in Michigan at Crystal Mountain Ski Resort. So they usually, they use the whole ski resort to their advantage of setting these targets up. And so at TAC up in Michigan, you rode the ski lift to the top of the mountain, and then you shot your way down. So what you did in Wisconsin was not TAC? No. What was that? Uh, actually, wearing the shirt from it. King, uh, King of the Hill? Yeah. Beast Mode Archery, Archery Challenge in uh, okay. Hort, Mount Horb, Mich- or Mount Horb, Wisconsin. That looked like a good time. Or Tyrell Basin. It was another ski resort. And it's literally just a guy, two guys and a wife that sets this whole archery thing up every year at Bidden, Wisconsin. Two yep. dudes, same wife? Huh? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I didn't really ask. I wasn't getting into details with that. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, Brian. Yeah, no, that's fine. We're going to leave that one right in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The that Wisconsin shoot though, man, that looked cool. Like you, you put all kinds of pictures and stuff online. They, yeah, they looked it looked a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely, it was fun. It was a blast. If I had to go back and do both again and right back back to back to one another, anybody that's looking to hunt out west or want any kind of like physical endurance, beast mode archery challenge, hands down. That's the only thing those people live for is. Out west elk hunting. Well, cause, yeah, because I, I was going to say in those pictures, you look like you were in some incline. Yeah. Like, the one the one course which was their front range at beast mode was, it, and all three courses were only 14 targets. And uh, the front range, yeah, you, you shot one target, got on the chairlift, rode it up to the top, and then shot your way down the hill. Now, when you got to the western range... There was no ski lift. You were hoofing it the whole time. That would be cool. And like I was like, oh yeah, I got this. I'm I'm somewhat in shape. I'm hitting the gym, whatnot. Yeah, no. 
Not even a little bit. I love that shit. It's the damn cigarettes you smoke. <laughs> Which, since then, I haven't really smoked a whole lot. I'm like, cut, trying to cut back on smoking. Like, this is brutal. I was like, after doing that Western Range, I was like, I did tack. I was like, oh, I was fucking with my buddy. I was like, oh, that can be, I can still smoke and do this shit. This nothing. Yeah, I went to Beast Mode. I was like, yeah, fuck cigarettes. That hurt. That hurt my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. I've done hay with, with Aaron quite a few times now. Uh, and just overall, like, I mean, showing up on a couple hours sleep, you know, 12 hour shifts or whatever. Nah. And then throwing hay and being in a good mood about it and smoking cigarettes. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're all about half dead. And Aaron's like, what's the matter, pussy? <laughs> so, like, you're one of the toughest fuckers I've, I've met, which is why I was down to go on this upcoming elk trip you're going yes. to in Colorado here in a couple of weeks, which is. Uh, I'm assuming why you're doing all these shoots, trying to get yes. prepared for that. Yes. Uh, so and you want to tell people what you're doing? Uh, me and my buddy, I'm sorry, Jake, if you listen to this, you were my second round draft pick. Just saying, <laughs> putting it out there. <laughs> I love you to death. We punted together for years. But Bert was supposed to be was my number one draft pick for this, but he decided to knock up knock up Allie <laughs> and be like oh hey bud I'd love to go but hey that was that was the funniest part is when I was at your house for some I think it was, it was a family dinner we called it a family dinner yeah we, like that. we're all or having a cookout or something yeah and you were like all right man you're like you sat down you're showing me shit on your phone and we're going over dates and stuff and as soon as you said the date I was like man that baby's gonna be there like right about then <laughs> or close to it and I was like I ain't gonna work but I couldn't, we didn't tell anybody we were right, pregnant yet, right. so I couldn't say shit. I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just getting all the nitty-gritty details on a nice, juicy out west hunt and couldn't. Yeah. And I've been scout. Me and, me and my buddy Jake, we've been, he, he's been doing a lot of the e-scouting with me working, and he's more technical well, nerd, like, get on the computer. I will nerd out for fucking four days, not talk to anybody. Well, let's tell everybody what you're doing over-the-counter <clears throat> or tree elk yep. in Colorado. Yes. And Colorado, yes, it's a lot of people even said Colorado's like the state of even Tykes Brothers. So, like, it's yeah. the state that everybody goes to because it's easy. That's we wanted to get into that because Willie decided that he was going to go and do the guided in Wyoming, yeah, just for logistics. And you know, he explained his whole spiel. You're doing DIY in Colorado, yeah. So we kind of wanted to... Because I'm a poor, broke pipe fitter. <laughs> I got three kids. I can't afford I can't afford guided shit. I feel like those words have never been strung together before, but okay. <laughs> no, I, well, I feel like out there it's just a matter of finding a decent spot where you can get away from everybody. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, How far are you willing to hike? Yeah, I'm willing to hike. 10 15 miles in if have to if need be like it's gonna kill me are you knowing if i get an animal down the pack out's gonna kill think, me think about it think think about this for a damn second would you oh i've been thinking about it <laughs> it's, it's your first out west hunt right mm-hmm. never done this before never packed out an animal no. before i can promise you i packed out an antelope which is the probably the lightest of the species you're gonna go out right. after i about fucking died no. and, I, and i was in a lot better shape than i am right now I'm telling you, 10 or 15 miles, you will regret it because it's an elk. Yeah, and it's not a small animal. And a lot of people, and a lot of people that Tyke's I've talked stomach to, says hello. it's been doing some things. <laughs> and I've talked to a lot of people that's done out west. They're like, oh, you're going out west for elk. Yeah, archery elk. Yeah. Have you ever hunted out west? Not a goddamn time in my life. 
I'm strictly a Flatlander, like... I think you guys are going to have a lot more success than you think as far as, like, getting after some elk, hopefully, if, right. if you guys can get away from the competition. I'm just telling you, man, that's a long way to fucking go with that much weight on your back. Yeah. You know, even even hiking in, you'll see. Because, I mean, you're going to have your... Going in, you're going to have your tent. You know, you're going to have your camp on your fucking back, yeah. right? Right. So once you get to camp and get everything set up, you know, you lighten your load a little bit, but... I mean, you're still looking at 40 pounds, oh, 35 yeah. pounds. Like, weighing out my pack now. With like, a gun or oh, a bow. Oh, yeah. I weighed everything out. I have everything packed in my bag that I'm taking out west. What's and your weight? Have you weighed it? I'm weighing in about 35, 40 pounds. And that's everything going out, including yes. your tent and stuff? Yep. That was tent, sleeping bag, sleeping that's fucking, pad. That's really light. Clothes, food. That wasn't including the water bladder, the... I think it's like three liter water bladder. So I had to get mine <laughs> under 50 or 55. We all did when we got on the plane to go to Montana. Uh, we were all really fucking close. Like it's right. a little bit harder than you think. And, you know, I didn't weigh my shit before I went. I'm like, I mean, it's heavy, but I'm like, there's nothing I can take out of here. So right. uh, and I was like at 45. I think Bobby had to take some shit out. But anyway, I'm just saying like 35 is. Yeah. That's like, light, dude. I. Like I have to, I have to give a lot of credit to a lot of the YouTubers I followed on YouTube and whatnot, and watch them religiously. And that is Dan State and Elk Shape YouTube. Mm-hmm. Hands down, that guy. I would love to be that guy. Be a complete YouTuber, do the whole nine, never have to have worry, make my own hours, do just shoot my bow all day, and take a month off and hunt elk through state to state. Well, part of that comes from uh, being the poor broke pipe fitter yeah they can afford to buy that nice light equipment <laughs> oh no this is like hey well walk us through your pack you got like cooking equipment in there because i mean i feel like a I damn have, pan would add quite a bit of weight i actually have just a jet boil just a jet boil. just a jet boil uh peak refuel mule does he does he have a skillet he is my buddy that is coming bring is bringing a skillet because you're going to regret not having one when if you guys get one. Right. You're going to want to, like, cook up some heart or some backstrap. Oh, yeah. Like, I told my buddies, like, let's bring a skillet. I was like, dude, I'm trying to keep my pack light as possible. I was like, one, we've never hunted out west. Two, we've hunted Michigan our entire lives. We born, raised here in Michigan. Flatland, yeah, man. I was like, yeah, we get excited when we see a big buck here. I'm like, dude, we're shooting something that's, like, going out hunting the neighbor's cow. Steer uh, beef cattle next door. You're about to get addicted. Yeah. I just hope you guys at least are able to put on a stalk or two. Because, yeah. dude, it's a, it's so much different and so much more fun than deer hunting. I mean, I love deer hunting. Yeah. I love when I have action deer hunting. And I, I love the occasional... Jesus. I love the occasional... Uh, I should have shut that window for a Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> Damn it. What was I talking about? Just blame, blame Carson. Oh, I, lo- I love the occasional sit when it... Yeah, it wasn't even Carson. I love the occasional sit when you don't see nothing, clears your head. But, right. I mean, it's boring, man. Just sitting, waiting, and say ambush hunting. And maybe it just seems a lot more boring because I've been doing that, like, 20-plus years at this point. And out west is just new and exciting and fun. Right. It's something new, something to do. And a lot of people are like, why are you going for elk? They why taste good. Well, they're like, well... Well, for starters, me- it was an easy tag to get. Yeah. Over the counter. Over the counter. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, did I want to really go Colorado my first hunt? Not really. Knowing the whole, okay, well, everybody and their brother is going to be in Colorado because it's an easy tag to get. It's a guaranteed tag. 
why not? And you guys are driving out there? Yes. So I feel, do you guys already have like a solid plan? Pretty much. Once you at least should have a plan, right? Yeah. But I mean, you get out there, are you guys going early? Yeah. Because originally you were talking about going pretty early. Yeah, we were still, we pl- still plan on leaving September 2nd. Time-wise, not 100% sure because I want to find that sweet spot where we start driving. We don't hit Chicago at like rush hour in the morning or rush hour at night. Find that happy like sweet spot. Right. That I was going to say, well, if you get there early enough and start talking to the locals, you might get, I mean, I don't know how much information they're going to share on elk. I mean, bear, they were like, yeah, kill them all. They're all here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> elk, I don't know if they'd be so willing Yeah, it's kind of, I feel like elk's more like a majestic animal, like a unicorn out there for them guys. I have a feel, honestly, <laughs> it'll probably go something like, yeah, we're here to elk hunt. Good luck. Right. <laughs> like, so is everybody else. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I, I think you guys are going to do all right. Those fucking but yeah, like I'm going out. I stopped swapping with the whole you. <laughs> whole mindset of I'm going out as I could get one. I can't get one. I'm going out strictly for the experience. Yeah, if I don't tag out in Colorado, okay, it was a learning experience. Reflect on what I did wrong, what I can better myself on for next year's hunt. Mm-hmm. Not go to Colorado. Yeah. Now does Jake have a tag as well, or is he? Yes. Just, okay. Yes. So that was my. I was gonna go with you, but I wasn't gonna buy a tag. I was actually gonna fly out. Um, yeah, because me and you discussed that. We're like, you're like, I was like, Bert, you fly out there. I will pick you up from wherever the airport you land in. We'll go. And that well, that was actually when I was working for somebody too when we first discussed that. Because I remember being like, I was like, I can't take that much time off work. But now I probably just end up driving out with you. But I can't anyway because right. I'm having a baby. Allie, I love you, but I might still kidnap your fiance. Like, Bert, get in the truck. We're leaving. <laughs> well, honestly, the due date's not till October. Oh, see, perfect timing. Uh, well, original, <laughs> well, like before we before we like we knew, but we before we told everybody, we didn't really have like a, I don't even think we had a tentative due date yet, which yeah. is ten four. Uh, so we we were just like doing the math in our heads. I'm like, well, I know, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, I have a feeling that kid's going to slide on out right about the middle of September. So. Right. So I was like, no can do. I don't want to be that many states away in my with a chance of my kid coming out. So I had to pass. And then I think you guys have all heard the story how we screwed up on our mule deer hunt, our mule deer point. No. So last year we all bought our mule deer point to hunt mule deer in Montana. Okay. This coming October, which, again... Wouldn't be able to do, uh, but but I bought a point that uh, that counts for something, right? Well, we all bought our point for fifty bucks, but oh shit, that ain't bad. And I, you know, I'm I'm guilty be- because I've, I have a feeling Mike's the same way. Mike Bussing, my boy, but uh, we just kind of let Bob kind of you know tell us when we got to do shit. My brother, you know, he kind of plans these hunts, and a lot of times, like I'm, I'll be willing to go without buying a tag necessarily but you know mule deer shit i want a mule deer right tag's pretty affordable from for montana and i think it'd be a really cool hunt all about our tag last year montana changed the date and when you can apply or buy your tag really for the for this year they moved it by a month but montana's rule is if you miss it and don't buy your license or buy another point you lose your point from the year before oh shit yeah, which it was only fifty bucks, but still, damn it. Yeah, that's fifty bucks. Well, hell well at my point, I right? My fucking point. <clears throat> so instead of now having three or two points going into next year, you're starting back out. Speaking of which, year. I need to buy a fucking point. Yeah, it's uh, it's not bad till you get four or five and you forget. Oh, 
Oh, Lord. We hey, were just talking about the Wyoming it, thing the yeah, other day. It's that Wyoming. That's two years. And they also Get closer changed to the date. Mic, Josh. <laughs> if you'd stop talking over me, we'd be fine. <laughs> anyway, continue. But Wyoming's every two years, and they changed their date, so I'm fine. I thought I was screwed. I don't know if I have any points in Wyoming right now. You said no last podcast, so, you know, buy your freaking antelope point. No, I need to do that. When's the deadline for that? October. Okay. So I got some time. Cool. Because it, it was like we talked about that and then August came around. Yeah, write that down. I started to. I got my pen ready. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, I need to do that. So that'd be a, that'd be a cool one for you to go yeah. on, too. Mule deer. But, that's the whole thing. Like that's, we're talking antelope and antelope in Wyoming. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I want to do get the big animal out of the way. Like my goal in life is to be able to take at least one elk with a bow, an uh, antelope with a bow, a muley with a bow. Which I know those two are probably going to be the two hardest animals to try to kill with a bow. Uh, muley with a bow. I'm going to recommend Idaho. Idaho. We got very very close to quite a few mule deer when we were in the mountains and they just they were in season my buddy had a tag we didn't get close to any big bucks or anything but yeah i'm not looking for like boone and crockett here like i'll be happy Shit. with like oh I'll... give me a little farquhorn oh yeah dude i, I was like an say, eight point or 12 point back here in michigan like we we had what i mean it would be it'd be a, a three point on our terms but right. it's it's a single and a forky out yeah. there in the western. I don't even know what you'd call that. A spike with a fork on one right. side. And he he walked right up to like 20 yards. Straight down the trail. Just walked right to us. Like, ah, if only Derek was here. Right. <laughs> My buddy Derek had a tag. And he's just like, I have class that day. I can't. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh. I'll do you one better. I, I know I told you about this. When we were in Wyoming, antelope hunting, my brother also drew a mule deer tag, which was he fucking on a whim put in for it. It was like sixteen percent drawing odds. Drawing odds. So I shot my antelope buck opening morning. He sh- he shoots a fucking four corn mule deer opening morning, which I'm not gonna give him shit for because I can't say I wouldn't have done the same fucking thing. Right. It's a, you know, new spot. You don't know if you're gonna see another one. Don't pass something on the first day that you'd be happy to have on the last day. Right. Kind of situation. It was a nice big bodied mule deer, but for he. Like the euro I mean, amount, you won't even be able to tell it's a mule deer. But right. coming from so coming from out here, do you think it was actually big bodied, or do you think we're used to whitetails and it looked big because of what we shoot around here? I don't know. To be honest with you, I did. I did. So when I say big body, I never saw it in the flesh. All I saw was gotcha quarters. Okay. But uh, so we had plenty of meat off of it. But later that. That week when we were hunting, I was going on a stalk, a solo stalk on some antelope and accidentally ran into like a five by five mule deer, like 30, like bow range, like from here to your truck. Had no oh, idea man. it was there just tearing up a bush. And it's like, it's like, that's when that little voice in the back of your head, you're like, oh, dumbass, you should have had a tag for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, I wouldn't have put in for that tag. It's 16% drawing. Yes. Yeah. I was shit. I was just happy as hell to have an antelope tag. Right. And that's the way, I mean, we talked about it a million times, so I'm not going to go into it too much about the antelope thing, but that's, you know, because we did it backwards. <laughs> we, we did the get our feet wet doing antelope, thinking, you know, it's a good, because A, you can't camp 100, more than 100 yards from the truck where we really? were going. Where we were going. The truck or the road? I'm sorry, the road. Um, so we were basically like camping from the truck. Uh, 
but it was a good opportunity. Like, you know, if there's something wrong with your gear, you know, it's not the end of the world right. because, you know, or if you're, if something happens to your boots, you got a spare in the, in the truck, you yeah. know, it's not like you're Ooh, adding weight into a pack. I got to wait walk a hundred feet or a hundred yards back to the truck. Well, all that's that's why I'm worried for you just because right. it's your first trip. And you're, yeah. I mean, you're, it sounds like planning on heading back quite a ways, which I mean, if something goes wrong, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's something I wanted to clarify. You're hiking in 10 miles and setting up camp and going from there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are it's you... we're like, that was my whole goal was be able to hike back as far as I can, but still be within a comfortable range that, okay, if I hike here, X amount of miles, say 10 miles in, set up a small spike camp. Okay, so we have, say, 10-mile radius to hunt in for that day to find sign, anything, any kind of form of life out there that's four-legged. And so you're saying, you're saying 10-mile radius from your spike camp. From your spike camp, okay. Or base camp, really. Right, yeah. Um, but you're not planning on walking 10 miles from the road, right? Well, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah so uh, I know. I know. I could be – that's that's my goal. Now, will I hit that goal? I don't know until I, mean, I get out there. I believe, I, believe, you. I believe you could do it. I just think you're going to fucking regret it. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, I'm talking you – can, you can fuck your back up permanently doing some shit like that. I'm yeah. serious. Like, I got – that's why, I, like, I was on the fence about getting trekking poles. And then the more I started thinking about it, I was like – where I want to hike to, and if I get an animal down, there's no way in hell I'm going to find a stick to hold my big ass up, plus whatever I have on my pack. Keep talking. I'm going to grab a sword. To carry this fucker out. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy me some trekking poles, hands down, just to try to help ease some of that weight that I'm going to have on my back. The trekking poles will help a lot, but I think you will also find once you get in that elevation, when you start hiking into the... You know, you're in eight, 9,000 feet, and you're wanting to go 10 miles. It's going to hit you a whole lot different than you think. Yeah, and that's the other thing I've been putting in my mind. Like, okay, like I have this probably unrealistic idea how far I want to hike in, and I could get out there, and it could be, oh, well, this was a dumbass idea. Why did I even decide this? Of hiking in 10 miles, setting up spike camp, well, and then hunting another 10 miles. Brother. And the other thing you have to remember is... A lot of people have that idea, and they get a mile from the truck, and they've never hiked up elevation that's a 45-degree angle, and they're like... With barely any oxygen. Right. They're like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. And so So, you're you're thinking... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like, you get in five miles, and you set your camp there, and then you go five-plus from your camp every day in a different radius trying to find stuff. Right. You're going to get into different valleys and different drainages and whatnot. You're going to hit different ridges where you can look across and... Yeah. You'll find the elk if you get out there where they're at. If you can go five miles from your camp every day, you'll find a herd. Right. And that's what I'm kind of looking for. Well, and another thing to keep in mind, brother. Anybody else want lemon? Nah, I'm good. Uh, Corona takes a lime, dude. You... I know, but I'm out of lime juice. And limes. <laughs> it, it looks close. You like that dollar store Mexican. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I'm colorblind. He could have told me it was green. I would have went with it. <laughs> so the, the the fact that you're hunting with a bow also... Keep in mind. I mean, so you're talking walking in 10 miles, then 10 miles from there, like he was just saying. So you're potentially could shoot a fucking elk up to 20 miles from the road. Yeah. And then you shoot it with a bow. Let's, we'll say let's it say runs another 100 yards. 
let's say it doesn't go as planned as most, not most, bow kills do more frequently than firearm right. kills, you can end up tracking for a lot longer than, than yeah, you anticipated yeah. if you make a bad shot. I mean, it might be a, you know, you fucking go back to camp for 19 hours and come back. Right. You know? And then you hope he's still, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, the fucker could oh, go away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm you, with you on that 100%. Like, we shoot a deer around here. Okay, we get a bad shot. We're we're tracking what? Depending on the deer and what kind of hunting pressure we're in, on average, we're tracking what a deer roughly if we have a bad shot. Eight hours? 12 hours? I I've, mean, I've had some long. Maybe even longer. Long tracks, brother. I mean, I, I've backed out and put eight hours in, and then mm-hmm. I hit the road that was two miles away and said, "Nope." Right. I, I've, I've been on, I've been on a couple tracks where I've had to, with with me, my my deer and my brother's deer as well, where we've backed out after well after eight hours. Right. But I'm just saying. And that's the other thing. Like here, we're so used to being like, "Oh, hey, I can call up so and so. Hey, I need you to bring your blood tracking dog or your deer tracking dog." Oh yeah, that's no problem, bud. They're there, what, within an hour, two hours, depending on where you call them from. So what's your GPS situation like? Because that's another thing. I mean, you shoot a deer, you kind of, I mean, because you're more than likely going to be tracking into the night. Yeah. And me and my buddy are looking into getting a Garmin Mini inReach. Okay. So what do you have right now? Anything? Right now, phone. And strictly leaving it off the fucking maps that we have that we're gonna have downloaded. So norm like Onyx or Go Hunt or uh, what's the other one? Base maps. So normally, like, because that's all we do. We do the offline maps for uh, Onyx, and they work great because you don't necessarily have to have cell service in order for it to track your GPS location. Right. So if you uh, download, because like if you don't have service for those of you that were curious. If you try to open your Onyx, if you don't have service, all it is, it's just like you can still mark your location. Say, I'm going to mark camp. Bam. And then I walk a mile that way. Camp is still where camp is. It'll show it on the screen and it'll show where you're at. You just you just won't be able to see anything other than squares. Right. And I'm con- I'm content with that. But I'm just saying, right. normally I'd be like, cool, man, that's all you need. But motherfucker, you're going back a ways. <laughs> yeah. Something fucks up. It's not like, oh, shit, man, we got to go back two miles of the truck. Right. And that's that's the other thing. Like, we've been talking about the whole mini inReach, and it's got a little SOS button on the side of it. And me and him both came to the agreement. I'm like, we're like, we have to be on our deathbeds. Like, I better be bleeding, and you cannot stop the bleeding before you hit that SOS button. He goes, what do you mean by that? I was like, if I'm the, almost to the point of, like, turning white, you better put a bullet in me, call my wife, be like, hey, sorry, your husband's buried out here in the mountains. He refused to let me hit that $10,000 button just to just to get that button hit. <laughs> I do. Because I, I really don't want to come home from Colorado with that $10,000 bill on oh, my yeah. head because, oh, hey, I had to have right the U.S. Coast Guard come and save my ass. Right. I got a helicopter ride because <laughs> I stubbed my fucking toe on a rock. Right. Yeah. But I'm worried, man. <laughs> like I am, I'm legitimately worried. No. I'm, not, I'm not trying to like no, bring it down at no, all. No, and I just did. I like I knew you originally. You were talking about possibly doing that, but I thought you guys changed your mind. I don't know. Jesus Christ! And like I said, dude, we could get <clears throat> out there and 
it could be a reality slap in the face, be like, are you fucking retarded? Y'all better come up with a plan B. Because yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this, like, I think... Uh, I might even be fucking dreaming, but I swear to God, me and my brother have talked about this before, and our max is four miles. Right. Four miles from the truck. Which makes sense. That's a long way. Yeah. It's a long fucking way. Oh, yeah. If you really set it down, lay it out on paper, yeah, four miles, yeah, you're going to get into some shit real quick. And I'm not sure where you're looking at going in Colorado, but, I mean, it's... You're in the Rockies. Right. There's going to be some elevation change, bro. Yeah. It's going to suck. Yeah. And we've been talking to, like, when I was in Wisconsin, like, the people I talked to in Wisconsin at this uh, King of the Hill Beast Mode Dart Tree Challenge, 90% of those people out there, like, quit whitetail hunting. Like, they're like, whitetail isn't, it's not challenging enough. They're like, we are strictly out west hunters. Oh, they challenge me. I don't do it for the challenge. They just fucking taste good. Right. And, well, that's the thing. They're like, yeah, we can go out, we can take a gun and shoot a deer. Well, okay, that's no big deal. But getting out west to hunt elk and doing it strictly just bow only. A lot of those people out there that I shot with refuse to go elk hunting with a rifle. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, anybody can squeeze a trigger, look through a scope, squeeze a trigger, kill an elk at thousand yards. I was like, you know, no, not no. me, not me. <sighs> I live in Michigan because we don't have long right. ranges. We have to say we struggle to find a three hundred yard range around here. I was to say a thousand yards, man. If they're saying anybody can do a thousand yard shot, I'd like to meet there anybody. Yeah, and like, and who I met up there, that's all they do. That's all they live for is archery elk season. Like September is like their thing. Oh, dude. I mean, especially I wanna... if you live out there, dude, that'd be. And you're good at it. Yeah. Dude, I <laughs> you know wanna, what I mean? I want to take one of those bow hunters and put them on a thousand yard range with a 308 and be like, do it, show right. me, prove it. And like I met this cool husband and wife and he and I met the wife first and the husband was doing at King of the Hill, they have like a elk calling competition. Of course you met the wife first. Uh, you know, when he's up there screaming elk bugles and all sorts <laughs> of shit. Like I'm like they're like oh you should do it nope I'm from Michigan we don't have I'm not from an area where we have elk like I'm not gonna go up and make myself look like a complete idiot no abba <laughs> but was sitting there talking with his wife and like his wife's like oh yeah she's like I wasn't gonna marry a pussy it's like what she's like yeah he didn't bow hunt before I met him. I'm like, what are you what are you talking about? She's like, Yeah, I told him either he learns how to shoot a bow and arrow, like compound, or I'm not marrying him. I was like, Okay. She's like, Yeah, any pussy can pull a trigger on a gun and kill an animal. Takes a real man to fucking shoot a bow and arrow. I'm like, Okay. She got a sister, Taiki's single. <laughs> She's about your style, Taiki. <laughs> you don't know my style, Aaron. <laughs> she was she was I... in that higher bracket. <laughs> <laughs> above five six uh, whoo <laughs> what uh shit I, I was going somewhere with all that and i got I, I was struggling to hold some comments back and now i forgot where say the fuck it, i was just talking about fucking say it. <laughs> now i forgot what they were too good but yeah, like I said, like those people, like in her, like talking about this couple, like her husband's ended up winning the elk calling competition. He is phenomenal. Like you got these people that use a mouth call or the mouth call for like a diaphragm, like a turkey call, like a turkey diaphragm call. Right. So do, for the for the bugles though, do you use a diaphragm and that 
tube. horn looking thing the yeah. tube yeah the tube the bugle tube yeah it's a diaphragm with a bugle tube that's what i thought okay and then the cow calls just the just a diaphragm see and that's why i wanted to go with you because i've always wanted to do elk not necessarily with a bow i mean that'd be awesome but uh i've always wanted to do it because to me it's always seemed like you know the big game version of turkey hunting yeah you know it's turkey hunting you call they call there they are like let's make a move. Yeah. Except the turkeys around here don't respond to calls. <laughs> They're like, there's like six hands right there. What, what are you doing? What, what, what? I see them. They're yeah. there. You're over the. You're not a hen. There is way too many bitches around here. So I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't have been mad at old old Brian for taking out one of the hens. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's that's why I, I've always wanted to do it. And but the problem is, is those tags are. I mean, they're fucking expensive. And yeah. like that's what me and my brother were talking about because I wanted to do. I was trying to talk him into the exact hunt that you're doing. I was like, look, dude. I'm like, you and I both have hunted deer. We know ungulates. Like we know how to hunt. Like you add that with the fact that I mean, we're not bad shots. Nah. You know. According to some people, they might want to disagree, but we're not bad shots. You know, well, Type Key's blind, so we can't really count for his. Right. So I, I, that's why I want to. Sorry, Type Key. Do you want me to? You want me to get a compound sighted in? Yeah, I'm game for it. I'll try. Okay. I'm not saying I'm like Cam okay. Haynes over here shooting broadheads at like 130 yards, which blows my mind because that's the only thing that's he insane. shoots. He only shoots broadheads. Dude, he yes. fucks up he, so many shots. Don't he, even bring him up. He does not use like field points. Like it's nuts because that's all he does is shoot broadheads. I I'm have, like there's no way in hell I had that kind of money to shoot broadheads like that. I have lost respect after he hucked an arrow at 120 yards at a live elk. He found it. I give him credit on that. Right. He found it, but well, that's like um, I'm sorry, Tim Wells, Sockmaster. He shot a he shot a bull elk at like 120 some yards. And I might it. I might be thinking of Tim Wells. Yeah. That might be who I'm thinking of. Yeah, but he's also Tim Wells. Even's like I can make that shot comfortably because I wake up every morning, walk out my door, and I have a target at 120 yards. Well, what I what I was trying to get at was the reason we well my brother decided that you know it's not worth it, and I I I kind of agreed. I mean it's six percent drawing odds. For the hunt that you're doing. Yeah. Or not, I'm sorry, not draw odds, but success rate. Right. 6% success rate. And like the couple of units I looked at, there is higher success rates, but it's a lot shittier terrain. Like just as far as what, like you can't glass or just like you don't want to hike through that shit? You really don't want to hike through that shit. Like you take like, like you said, four miles from the truck, take that four miles, you're going to cut it down to like a mile away from the truck hiking just because it's just shit terrain. But you have a higher success rate. Blow down, 60% grade, all kinds of, you, yeah. you're going straight up over logs the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Shell rock the whole night. <laughs> oh, like, man, I talked wait. to a, com- a couple people when I was in Wisconsin, like, well, what are you looking at? Ooh, excuse me. And at first we were looking at south southeast of aspen and a couple of people i talked to they're like oh so you plan on dying at a very young age that's cool i was like because terrain yeah they're like, i was like so what do you mean they're like basically it's shell rock the whole time you're just hiking. sheep country yeah yeah they're like you'll see elk and you'll see some massive elk and you'll kill an elk but plan on you're gonna work your ass off for it and you don't look like you're in shape to handle it 
Oh, not only that. <laughs> I was like, damn, damn. Damn. You know, it took me three kids to get this body, okay? And I love him. <laughs> dude, I, so Allie cracks me up because, dude, I'm sorry. but the dude, <laughs> I'm throwing you under the bus so bad, but she's just like, like that, that dad bod that Aaron's got, she's just like, it's just like a permanent thing. Like no matter how good a shape he gets into, he's just always got that fucking belly. Exactly. I can't she said your it. dad, It's genetic. Yeah, she it's said genetic. your dad has the same exact thing. Oh, yeah. Now, and you put my dad, my three brother, and his three brothers in a row. Like all of them were teeny tiny. Hell, my uncle Scotty, which is, was the baby of the family, was super skinny, like hundred pounds. I think he graduated one hundred and ten pounds. Jesus. And now he's probably two fifty. Holy sh! <laughs> like I thought beer was- belly the whole nine, like. Full blown dad bod. My goodness, that's a big. He more than du- okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel bad about myself no more. <laughs> like, and I don't feel that's too bad thing. anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. Like my my dad's side of the family, like all have this. Well, most people will call beer belly. None of them drink. Now you put me and my cousins all together. We're all a bunch of drinkers. Like hands down, like I'm not. I was like, like don't even, <laughs> don't even tell me you don't drink. And no, uh, this is water. Right. We just put it in a Corona bottle, put some food coloring in it, called it good. <laughs> but that's what cerveza <laughs> meant, water. Uh, but yeah, no, like my parents, Fermented like hot my dad, water. and then all have the beer belly look to them. Never don't drink. If they do drink, it's probably one beer in probably three years. So how in shape do you feel you are for this? I feel I'm pretty well in decent shape. What have you been doing? Hitting the gym, hitting the weights, hitting the doing, cardio. Doing what? I mean, like, what? Because cardio, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, cardio, cardio's been saving my ass on that. And I've been taking more, I've been watching a lot more of the guys that do this elk hunt year after year after year and ruck, ruck training, I guess. With the packs on, yeah. Yep. Put some weight in the back. A lot of guys run, dude. It's smart because your shoulders are just not being used to it. That's the yeah. first thing that we all noticed when we were antelope hunting. Was like, dude, after like thirty minutes of hiking, you're like, ah, this is this sucks. That's what I found out when I was at TAC with my day pack. Like my, and after, that's just a day pack. Yeah, and that was after shooting fucking forty targets in a day. I was like, my shoulders were on fire. I was like, Jesus. What? Well, so, so Bobby started wearing his pack when he'd go for his walks and shit at night, and he said that helped a little bit when he went on this last bear trip in Montana. But I don't know. I never did any of that. After after about a day, you kind of get acclimated, but your shoulders do hurt. No, just yeah. the muscle, just the fact that you just got that fucking weight pressing down. I mean, with the weights, the waist straps and stuff, it kind of takes a lot of that pressure off. And that's it, what I noticed with my pack I'm taking out west. Like, I took that when I went to Wisconsin, and I had that on the whole time. What kind of packs you go? Uh, I went with the uh, Mystery Ranch Bear, Bear Tooth. I have no idea what that is. I mean, it's like, it's the bigger version of the Mystery Ranch pack. I was like, I, I dude, I'm Mr. going out for 14 days, dude. I'm making sure I got enough shit to cover my ass. I thought Mr. Baller over here was going to be like, Stone Glacier, no big deal. What I really wanted was a uh, Kafaru. Yeah. I think you showed me that one. Yeah, it's a very badass pack. <clears throat> but I was like, yeah, I'm not spending fucking two grand on a backpack. <laughs> so so what, before we get into Stump Typekey, yeah, that's right, we're actually doing a Stump Typekey this time because he made the questions and not me. 
We have a few things to get into. No, I know. As I said before we get into that, there's just a couple of things I want to ask specifically about that trip. A, I think you already told us, but you have multiple bows. So please tell us which bow you're taking <laughs> and what and what broadhead you're using. Uh, the bow I'm taking is my 2022 Matthews V3X29 with the Spot Hog Fast Eddie XL with a UltraView 3 um, dual pin sight scope. <clears throat> what about Broadhead? Uh, broadhead, it's uh, be 125 grain uh, Micro Haiti Grim Reapers. Is that fixed? Yes. Did you, so were you ever on the fence about going with mechanical? Yes. I've always been on the fence on mechanicals. Like, I can understand mechanicals. Like, they're awesome. But when they work. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I've always shot Slip fixed cams head. when they work. Yeah. I've shot fixed heads all, all the time, whitetail hunting. This past year, I finally went to mechanicals. I had an eight-point walkout early October when we had it's still, like, 80 degrees during mm-hmm. bow season. I was like, yeah, I'm going to let you walk. You're a gorgeous buck. I'm gonna let you walk. And I I used excuse me. Uh, I was gonna use mechanicals on him, and that was the I think it was the G5 Dead Meat mechanical. I'm not familiar with those. It's a three blade, and I was like, you know what, my buddy. Tell me, sh- I don't mean when you said mechanicals, were those slip cams or were those true mechanicals that just fold back? Uh, my true mechanicals that okay. just fold back. All right. I'm I'm assuming I haven't really shot them to see. Did they have a rubber band that holds everything uh, down? Plastic clip. <clears throat> so okay. well, basic. No, well, basically, it's a slip cam. Right. Sit up like this, and they go like that. Yeah. Right. They didn't do that. No. They just fold it straight back. Yeah. Well, they fold out. That'd be a slip cam. Will it? <clears throat> yeah. Well, it doesn't come down. If, if if it comes out from the bottom, it's a slip cam. No, it doesn't come out. Or maybe so, it does. Eric, if this is the tip right here. If they go like this and fold up, and then when you hit the deer, it catches the point and pulls it back and down. No, it's like that's a slip cam. Oh well, yeah, it could be a slip or no, cam. That's, man, that's, a true that's, that's a that's a true mechanic. Because it's like this and it comes back. That's a slip cam. But it's not. It, they they start out like this and then they yeah. come yeah, out. Yeah, that's so a slip, slip cam. cam. Yeah, if if it flares out at the bottom. Okay. It's a slip cam. Yeah. Which those are those are the tricky ones. See, <clears throat> so I. I, I I'm pretty sure we've talked about this already, but it's worth bringing up again. So I used Rage. My brother used Rage. We knew a couple other people that used Rage when Rage 3s came out. We all lost a couple deer. All had the same issue, penetration. Like you hit a little bit of bone, one of those um, blades doesn't go, none of them go. Because the way they're designed. The old school mechanicals, the one we were just talking about, the fold straight back, are you know pretty much... You know, if one doesn't go, well, fuck it. You still got the other two. And they, right. they, they can still punch through shoulder blade. <laughs> Which you... then the G5s or the, yeah, the G5s, the Demi, are a true mechanical. They don't slip back like a slip cam like a like that. Because it, cause there's I, two that will still open if one fails. The reason I, t- I typically, I, I like the damage of Ray or like a slip cam does. Uh, but the penetration issue drove me away from those. So I went back to... Fixed blade. Problem with fixed blade is I don't like to shoot my targets with fucking fixed with broadheads. Right. I don't. 
occasionally I will like right before the season, but it's like you grit your teeth. You're just like, man. And that's the thing. Like when I started buying, looking into archery targets, I started going to a foam target like Morel High Roller. Mm -hmm. Those, I've looked at plenty of reviews on them and it's, they basically built those for the guys that want a broadhead tune their bows. If that's their cup of tea. But you're looking at what, 150 bucks for a target? Yeah, I ended for... up walking out of Dunham's with one for like 40 bucks since there was no tag on it. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, that looks about right. <laughs> it was a discount. Hey, thank you. Bye. Uh, I'm going to go to my truck now. Hurry up, throw it in there. Go. Just go. Don't even look back. So if you weren't <laughs> if you weren't a terrible human being and pulled from <laughs> and paid full price. Yeah, you're looking at, for the high roller, you're looking at about 100 bucks for a foam target. Like that, That's, that will handle the ones rides. I was looking at were like 120, 125. It depends what you get. If you go into the spider web targets, which they're guaranteed, they're lifetime targets. Oh, yeah, which and are built in Michigan, hands down. Thank you. There's a sticker on the back of that. Yeah. Spider web targets are they will stop literally anything. You can shoot a raven crossbow from five yards away with a broadhead, and it just six inches of penetration, and it's done. Nah. But I just looked up the G5 dead meats. They are a slip cam. Are they a slip cam? They're an independent cam, though. Each one has its own. Okay. Oh, so really? That, and see, yeah, like I said, why. I'm not big into mechanicals. I've shot fixed heads my entire life. So, like, this was like, oh, a new, new thing. It's, that... not, it's not a true mechanical fullback. It's a slip cam, but each one is independent in its own channel. Mm -hmm. They're not hooked together like the Rage are. Which is awesome. I would, I would, I would give something like that a shot. Because it's the fact that, because like the old Rage 3s, like I said, I mean, they were all like connected in the middle. So if one blade didn't go, none of them went. No. Right. These, they don't look like they're connected in the middle. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'd give something like that a shot. So the, like I said, you know, the whole reason I like the mechanicals are because I can shoot my field points and then put that on and know that my bow is going to fly pretty much the exact same way. Yeah. You know, so I'm not really worried about shooting a target i haven't had an issue with it the problem is you know i said i used to shoot rage before i went to, to fix blade but before that i used to shoot the when the mechanicals first came out that's all they had was the regular mechanicals and they, right. were, they were great right like the nap spitfires yeah I, that's literally what i'm using right now i think they're nap spitfires i'm pretty yeah, sure the, the nap spitfires they're good broadheads as long as you make sure that your o-rings are good to go i had one where um they got away from the o-ring and they went with like the the little tension spring inside there yeah i don't like that and you talk where you just push I, them up or you, yeah you push them up and it's got like, like a little a piece of spring steel inside there that holds pressure on it until it hits meat and then it folds back i fucked up and shot it out of a crossbow instead of a compound and it opened it, up right away at one of them that was one of the 10 points i shot at where my arrow I'm assuming kicked sideways at this deer at 40 yards. And I heard it just the, where it smacked the chest. I'm like, fuck yeah, I hit that deer right where I wanted. And I did. Totally hit him where I wanted. With an arrow sideways. And I went out looking for blood and I couldn't find shit. The next morning I went out and my arrow was about 60 yards to the left of where I hit this deer. Up in the rock pile with just one little tuft of hair in one open blade the other two were still closed 
Never went in, just gave him a little haircut. Lesson learned. Yeah. Listen to the box. Don't <laughs> shoot that shit out of a crossbow. <laughs> All right. I was like 18. Leave me alone. All right. I feel like it's time to move on to Stump Tacky. No, it's not. What do you got? Well, we need to address... Um, Oh, yeah, that thing you were telling me about with the uh, From Your Brothers episode. You were going to call me out on being on my phone, which, totally good. I was just on my phone. I was looking shit up. So when... This is why I find hard to, like, stump type keys, like the Wikipedia of outdoors things. <laughs> you might... Like, hey, hang on, hang on. You, let me, you might let me give take me a bet with somebody here. Hang on. Let me, let me make my own phone call. Hey, type key. Lifeline. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> so let me call my Wikipedia. I got them on speed dial. <laughs> you might get me this time, Aaron. I'm like, the archery shit, you might have me down. But as far as when I was looking stuff up for Willie, it was the what designates a wilderness area and the only thing i could find was the national wilderness protection system it's basically it's whatever area of land they designate gets the highest protection under the federal government that's available and that's what they designate wilderness they all have different rules but that's how it's defined on google is this is the highest level of protection for that land as far as motorized vehicles and... for No, just for the system. Because they all have different rules for each set. But it's the highest level of protection. Whereas, like, you go to BLM and you can drive all over it. And you can have campfires right. and set up camps. And, you know, if you get in trouble, it's, like, bad. But if you fuck up in a wilderness area... Like, we I don't like know. Federal fence, like... It is federal protection. So it would be... Like, oh, it's not just a slap on a hand. It's like, oh, you might go to prison for this. Yeah. Hmm. Note to self, I'll put that in the, <laughs> in the uh, back of the mind there. So the you might want to stay from that area. <laughs> <laughs> the other one we were talking about was the hunting from a vehicle, and me and Willie kind of got into it a little bit about. That's what I He mean. said Texas, and I said Nebraska. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think you're right on Texas. He wasn't totally wrong. Texas... You can shoot from a vehicle on private land. Really? If you're on private property, you can shoot from inside your vehicle at an animal with a valid hunting license. Really? Nebraska, what, isn't New Mexico like that too? For like I don't know. Deer? I don't know about New Mexico. I didn't look. Okay. Nebraska, you can shoot from a vehicle as long as it's not moving. I don't remember if it has to be shut off or not, but it has to be in park. And you cannot be on the public right-of-way on a road. So if you're on a two-track and you're or in your truck... Road or something like that, you're right. illegal. If, if you're not on a state-sanctioned road, like if you're just cruising logging roads or some shit, and you're like, oh, there's a bear. Throw it in park, shut it off, open up. Don't even open your door. Just hanging out the fucking driver window. You're legal. Huh. It's interesting. Good work, Tyfke. That all you got? As far as things we need to cover before we hit stump type key. Yeah, I think we're going to, yeah, we, we nixed the pendulum site thing because the hog site's totally different. Explain the pendulum site, though. Oh, I have seen one, and that is pretty cool. Like, My stepdad used to use you, one. I can follow that in a heartbeat. So, it sounds like a cool idea, yeah. My stepdad used to use one when he went up north, but he, he practiced from his deck. 
and it wasn't quite as high as his tree stand. So his zero, from my understanding on the old style one that he had, the zero didn't like coincide because you had to be at the right elevation for it. But the new ones, it doesn't seem like that's that much of a deal. Like it's just the angle of the bow, basically. Yes, and with those going back to the sights, like you really gotta check your second and third axis on these steep angle shots. Right. Well, and that was also before laser, um, the angle compensating rangefinders yeah. and stuff. So oh, yeah. it could have been that as well. But basically, the pendulum sight. You have one pin in the center of the circle, and that whole circle is on a pivot. Yeah. So as you change the angle of your bow, it, it changes where the pin sits in the sight. Yeah. And it kind of, it's supposed to keep you on level with where that arrow is going to go. I've never used one. I'm curious. I'm I've getting... seen them. I've seen them. I'm kind of terrified to try to shoot with one. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I'd try with some cheap arrows first. Yeah, but I shoot expensive arrows. Well, you said you got like a couple dozen that you can't use anymore, right? Yeah. What do you want for them? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to give me for them? I don't know. Buy me a pendulum site. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might have to have that on the next podcast or a video of that. We'll just be like, here, Taiki shooting with pendulum and Lenaway's expensive ass arrows. <laughs> right. Well, I got to say, like, your, your whole little. Uh, dive into archery because this is all fairly new for you right yeah like i've i've dove deep like i followed the whole rabbit hole down for two years now a year and a half i was like well since i got with Allie, in that time you've like just dove into it head first and i was like this year in particular like after you see and go after watching you go on that uh that shoot or whatnot i'm like man i need to start shooting yeah because i dude i finally got around ordering my rangefinder is the X has my old one. I was going to give you mine, but yeah, but good for you, buddy. Last year I tried hunting without it. Yeah, it's not fun. Well, the year before too, but man, not easy. Out here it wasn't that bad because it's like, you know, it's hard to hunt out back here because your shots are only, you know, you only got a couple. Yeah. And you, and they're close, but <clears throat> still. I Anyway, so it just, it got me motivated enough to start shooting in august which is not normal normally i don't like start freaking out till like uh, i don't know september about my birthday yeah no my wife is quite pissed at me since i've dove so deep in this archery like i've heard shooting i have heard (laughs) so his wife also gets riding horse riding lessons from my fiance so she's at the barn quite a bit with the kids without him. And she's just like, did Aaron tell you what he did? (laughs) He bought it. That bow that he he told me he won, he bought it. Yeah. I looked at the credit card. (laughs) Yeah, she was not thrilled about that one. (laughs) Probably wouldn't have been so mad if it wasn't a $1,600 bow. Yeah, I paid like nine for it. Still. Yeah. That's, that's, that hurts. Yeah. I, I mean, lessons learned. Lesson learned. I feel like I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall just to watch you and see how you handled that situation for my own record. Like, <laughs> in case I ever fuck up like that. Like, so what do you do in a situation like that? Yeah. Run, run, run yeah. far away. Yeah, it doesn't matter how far you run. I feel you like you got to come back for the kids eventually. I, well, like, there's days like I only could if just, you're like, a good parent. <laughs> yeah, I try to be a good parent. I really do. My youngest 
pushes that inner gangster in me all the day, every day. <laughs> Your youngest is a little gangster. But she loves her Uncle Berto. She does. <laughs> I am I am the human jungle gym. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm all right, man. They're kids. They're, they're allowed to climb all over to Uncle Bert. Right. But, uh, yeah, I feel like your wife and my fiancé would handle that situation very much the same. Yeah. Like, I'd be, like, how I handle it with my wife, it was it, it would not go the same way with your fiancé. Like, oh. it had been like, yep, fuck it, cut, cutting and running. I'm not even going to stick around. Fuck it. I'm, I'm cutting out. Love you, but I'm out. Fuck this. I'm not dying today. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Bye. Full send. Just, I'm out. Jesus. Well, all right. Can we move on to Stump Tacky? Are we ready? So I had Aaron sure, why not? shelling off some more of my responsibilities. I put it on Aaron. I said, come up with five Stump Tacky questions concerning bows. I didn't say bow tech, but I just said bows, which is fine. Which so, is quite interesting. Anything, anything bow related. Which I found this all pretty interesting. Like I was kind of shocked by a lot of this. Make sure you get oh, a little closer to your mic. Sorry. There you go. You know what, Bert? If I hadn't been dealing with so many you financial too. things on my phone while I was at work, I would have had some stump Bert questions just because I knew you were going to do this shit. Tyke, <laughs> <laughs> nobody ever said I was a smart man. Let me get a tally going. Unfortunately, <laughs> I've been accused of being smart, and it's not fucking true. <laughs> all right. Let us begin. We got five questions, right? Yes. Five questions, all multiple choice. All right. Question one. Uh, question number one. Who built the first compound bow? A, Fred Bear. B. Mike McPherson, C. Uh, Pete Shearley, or D. Hollis Wilbur Allen. D. 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 Bert. I agree. Yeah, it is. Which I almost feel like we've asked that fucking Have question you? before. Like I was, I, was I, th- I think I've used that for a question for him before, but that's no, still very wait, cool. Yeah, maybe it was you. Maybe it was you when we had the um, Round Zero Archery crew on. Then I got it right. And you did, but yeah, exactly. Because that, yeah, that's that's why I remember it. Because I'm like, how the fuck did you? Because I had an Allen bow at one point. Did you? Yep. Really? When I was a kid, like, like when he first built. Oh God, no! I was gonna say, dude, like you realize how that'd be worth some fucking money. Yeah. (laughs) No, no. And you're crying about not being able to go on an elk hunt right now. Well, just so everybody's clear, like this is the same Allen company that that makes the cheap Walmart broadheads, right? Yeah. Do they still make bows? Not that I could find. I've never even seen an Allen bow. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even hear of it. I when I was re- doing the research on this for the five questions, like, I'm like, Allen is like, is this? I'm so I started going down the rabbit hole with that. Is Allen the same company that? Is this the same guy or company that he started? The same one that sells Walmart? Oh, knock off yeah, yeah. heads! Like, uh, they're Allens. Do I really Dude, I have, I have killed that? a lot of deer with those broadheads. <laughs> right. But I'm saying, like, most people are like, eh. Oh, no, absolutely. It's not, oh, it's not Grim Reaper. It's not Slip Cam. It's not Iron Will or yeah, this. Dude, it's funny you say that because there is, like, like a snootiness almost to bow hunting. Yeah. It's like those memes that are floating around. I know everybody's, if you're on Facebook, you've seen it. it some variety of the meme with, with the on the golf course. Yeah, with with the, with the dudes all dressed up, when the other dude looks like he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, smoking his fucking cigar, it's like people that are all dressed up yeah. are the bow hunters, and the guy dressed up like fucking Santa Claus wearing a Hawaiian shirt are the fucking gun hunters. Because it's like, do they they get really yeah. like oh, 
Like real, real, real fucking tech weird, you know? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I'm partially that way. I know you are. That's why <laughs> I said it. The you know, Woods, John Daly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the See, guy that I'm the guy that will go and spend the money and buy a limb-driven rest over a cable-driven rest just to see, just for the simple fact I've seen how many times those cable-driven rests have fucked up. Help my buddy right now, Jake. I'm sorry if you're watching this. Whisker biscuit. <laughs> I shoot a whisker biscuit. What? No, no, I don't. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't. I take that back. I had a whisker biscuit and I got a uh, drop away now. But I shot a whisker biscuit for a long fucking time. Oh, bitch. so did I. And then I got just because it came with my bow. You right. know what makes you a real man? Shoot a fucking crossbow. Don't be a bitch. I thought you were gonna say weaker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not that good. I give I give the full recurve like trophy to Mike Ellis, like hands down. Dude, I really wanted to get into it this year and and do the recurve thing. Yeah, I, tried I the really whole really did, dude. But I just didn't. I tried you know, the whole recurve thing off of like doing these uh, leagues. I can't hit a broadside barn to save my life at 20 yards. Like really, that poor bastard's still it's running. Probably your arrows. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Thank what no? I, what arrows? What, honestly, are you shooting? whatever they had. Do you have feather fletchings or rubber? Yeah, they were feather fletchings. I was going to say, that's that's oh. number one. As if you have feather fletchings, you're golden, which I don't have, so I can't just, like, grab my bow. Right. I have a recurve up there, but I don't have the ones with the feather fletchings, and I just never really got around to getting any. But my whole goal was I wanted to, like, set aside a couple hunts and just, like, dedicate myself to taking out the, the recurve. I had a spot all picked out back here on the ground where I'd have, like, a 10 or 15-yard shot. But I'm not gonna lie, I didn't that, do like, it. Ten to fifteen yard shot is still a pain in the ass. Oh, for sure. But like, like doing recurve, like right now, down, if like, if I started sh- shoot it, more power to them. Oh, absolutely. If I started shooting right now, like after this podcast, started shoot target shooting, and this is almost two months away from the season, I still wouldn't feel comfortable enough. I don't yeah, think no. to go out and deer hunt with it. Uh, anyway, question two. Question two. Uh, what year was the first compound bow? When was the first compound bow made? What year? You said there are multiple choice. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I had a burnt moment there. Short-term memory loss there. What am I saying? I believe it was 1940-something. <laughs> uh, 1971, 1966, 1992, 1969. Read those again for me. We've asked the same question, too. 1971, 1966, 1992, 1969. When was the first one made? Yes. Good God, I might have had one of the first Allen bows. It was 66. Yep. Was it? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Like, that shocked me. Like, I was thinking. I was going to say 92. Yeah. Actually, that's when no, because I thought it was in the 40s when the first compound, like the actual first compound was made. But it was 66? It was 66. By Mr. Allen. Was, yeah, Mr. Allen. Yeah, he built it in 66. I, I might have got rid of a bow I shouldn't have got rid of. <laughs> You're instantly regretting that one now, aren't you? Yes, sir. <laughs> stupid, stupid. <laughs> Uh, All right, so so there was there's one for wrong, one for right. I was right on the, I was right on both of those. You're right on both yeah, of them. Yeah. Oh fuck. Fuck you, Bert. God damn it. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> uh, what year was the compound bow introduced to the market? 
introduced to the market actually introduced like for sale yes. or okay 70 uh what what were the options 1967 1970 1975 1980 1980 actually it was 1967 no shit right after he right after he made it i thought it took a couple years a year after he well one one for wrong one for wrong uh so yeah that was a year after he invented it then yeah Which reading more into that, following that down down that Which, rabbit hole, uh, that was ooh, that was interesting. I'd have been scared. Well, because that question kind of threw me out because you said first time went went on the market. I'm like, well, fuck. I mean, if I if I wasn't such an idiot, I would have said '67 because it been the year after, and I forgot. But I don't know. It just seemed like it'd be weird that there'd be a gap. Right. Well, at the same time, you got to think if there's somebody building this in their garage. That's why I thought it took a couple of years. That's know? why I said '80 because I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. That's a lot of years, Bert. What's a fuck ton of years, man? That's 24 years, Bert. Uh, just roll, really rolling the dice. No, that's 14 like years. Not 24, it's 14. Look at you go. Little math See. whiz, you. Yeah. All right. Question <laughs> four. four. Uh, who was the first company to invent the carbon arrow? A, Black Eagle. B, Victory Arrows. C, Card or Easton. Or D, Gold Tip. I feel like this is a trick question. Aaron, is it obvious? <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Dyke? Read the first two for me again. Black Eagle, Arrows, Victory Arrows. Victory. Bert? I'm going to say Easton. Bert got it. Really? Yeah. It was Easton. It's between those two, but... I thought Ooh. it was I thought it was one of the ones that you're just like, I don't know, I just throw out a random one here. So uh, now we're at fifty fifty, so this next one. I'd like to do breaker. this. It's a suspense builder. What year was the first carbon arrow shaft introduced to the market? Fuck you. <laughs> nineteen ninety-five, nineteen eighty-three, nineteen eighty-seven, nineteen ninety. Eighty-three, eighty-seven, ninety-five. I'm gonna go with ninety-five. Actually, eighty-three. What? Bullshit. The first carbon arrow was introduced to in the market in eighty-three by Easton. Did it work? Fuck I don't know if it worked. <laughs> I was kind of scared. Of, I was kind of shocked by that too. Well, the, well I was the, thinking like you guys thinking. Well, I, dude, early I started nineties. I started shooting bows when I was twelve. It was when I got my first one, and it was I was shooting aluminum arrows. The carbon arrows weren't like a thing yet. No. Yeah, no, everybody was using aluminum until, like, fucking 2004. But Easton came out that year with a carbon arrow. Not too many people shot it. They kept it to the same diameter as the aluminum shafts, but nobody liked them because there wasn't enough Because there was, like, fucking spine. logs. Yeah. You know, because the 5 millimeter, the most everybody shoots now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I shoot 5 mil, or some people know it as thin. 204. They're thin, but the oh, cool yeah. thing about, so, for you youngins, or you you weren't you weren't shooting bow what, back what then. What year did you say? Are you fact-checking? 1983. It was 82. 82? Oh, my bad. Well, from what I got, it was 83. <laughs> You're still wrong. <laughs> I, it was still 83 was what I got. I'm sorry. Still, still wrong. Still wrong. But it was by Easton, wasn't it? 
Because that's what I yes. came up for me. Yep. So, but what I was getting at was, you know, when we all, when I first started shooting with those aluminum arrows, what a lot of, like you youngins, like I said, like you guys didn't have to deal with a bent arrow. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I Or a nicked arrow. Like, I, oh, that I shit had, used to drive me nuts. I had. You remember, right? I had aluminum shafts because I started shooting at 12. Dude, I was 11, shooting. 12. I was shooting aluminums out of the, the current bow that I have when one of my buddies gave it to me. He gave it to me with a bunch of aluminum arrows, and I'm like, oh, God. These have got to be fucked. Yeah. I, m- I remember, like, literally, like, you had to be so careful pulling the arrow out of the target. Remember? You had to be, like, perfectly If you straight. squeeze too hard with your hand, you're going to bend the damn thing. Or, you know, like, the target sits like this, and the arrow's like this, and if you pull up at any sort of an angle, you, like, you'll banana the end of the arrow. Yep. I remember getting – my dad used to get pissed cause when, I, when I first started shooting. He was the bank. You know, I'm like, we want machine archery and get you more arrows. Because I fucked all mine up. But they were cheap. You shoot yeah. it and you, you look as you shoot it and you can see the thing doing this in the fucking sky. Dog like, wagon. Oh, no. Big old fletchings and shit. It's not feathers. They still had feathers then. It was very rare that you found some that had rubber veins mm-hmm. the only- that weren't. That were, what, four or five inches long? Whoever the hell invented the short vein. Thank you. Yeah. Because do you know how many air... Me and Allie were just talking about this because I was target shooting out back here. You mean blazer veins? Yeah. Well, blazer. Thanks, blazer. Yeah. I'm going to double check that now. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the name of one of the brands. I no, be... it's definitely one. That's like yeah, the main bla- brand, it's, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, boning or, blazer. Or doesn't like Cobra... Is it Cobra I'm thinking of makes some brand... Whatever one I'm thinking of, there is a picture of an actual snake on the on one of the fletchings. Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't shoot those. I but, usually shoot AAE stealth or which now I'm starting to dabble into more in the boning and like low profile veins and listen, all that. you you need to dabble in bow tech like uh but tech support. Like <laughs> like start fixing shit so I don't gotta go to the damn bow shop all the time. Don't worry. I do that a little bit here and there. Yeah. Like, to the point where like, Ground Zero knows me by name now. They're like, oh, what's up, Aaron? So what? you were going to be a, a tech there for a second. Uh, I tried to. As part-time, when work slows down, like, yes, I'm a pipe fitter. Not everybody be, needs work done in refineries. <laughs> Not everybody wants them pipes fitted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, yeah, no, I talked to Scott and tried to get in there part-time. Scott Dawson, who's been on the show. Yes, Ground Zero, hands down. For any archery need, like, hey, I'm going to put a shout out there for Ground Zero, either St. Joe or Niles, get a hold of them. Scott Dawson, his wife, are hands down fantastic people. They have hell of excellent staffs. Uh, Wes is one of the bow techs up there, hands down, is awesome. So for any archery need out there, for any of these listeners out here, go to Ground Zero, hands down, best, best service you'll get. Speaking of Ground Zero, before I forget, uh, we are doing a live podcast at Ground Zero for the Big Buck Contest through Michiana Monsters. Does elk count if I shoot one out in Colorado? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> buck, not bull. <laughs> right. It looks like a buck. It's got horns. The fuck it does. It 400 <laughs> inches. Good Lord. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, so they're doing, an, uh, I think it's the third or fourth annual Big Buck Contest. They're doing it at the Niles Ground Zero in January. I believe it's January 5th. I think so. I looked at, I seen it on Facebook from earlier like, today. Yeah, from like, yeah. So if you guys are curious, uh, send a request if you're not already a member of the Michiana Marjorie, Michiana Monsters Facebook group uh, or go on our page. I, I think I posted it there too. Yeah. There's the flyer uh, with all the info on there. 
We'll be doing a live podcast there, uh, so that should be a lot of fun. I, I haven't decided if I want to bring the PA speaker or not because I wanted to do like a stump type key questionnaire like this. Only I wanted to bring in. <coughs> we come up with the questions and we asked we asked the listeners, and that I wanted would to be a good one. And I want to do. Uh, I want to like have a rotating chair, and we're going to have all kinds of prizes to give away. I'm going to get some more hats made, maybe a sweatshirt or two. Uh, just, just some cool stuff. Maybe if we can get some people to donate some things, uh, there's going to be all sorts of door prizes already at this thing. Yeah. That's what I was reading. There was quite a few sponsors. Like, oh dude, it's going to be a good time. I mean, that would, that would be cool if you guys decided to do a stump type key where you don't make me look like an idiot. <laughs> a stump type key where type key fucking comes up with the questions. I, I struggled with this. Okay. I really did. Cause I know you're like the Wikipedia of <laughs> I mean, anything outdoors I, and hunting related. So I was like, God, I feel dumb now trying to search up questions that will stump them. <laughs> dude, I told you with Archer, you might have me. There's a few of them that I know just from random crap that retains in my head from my childhood, but God, I, I've been out of the archery game for so long as far as like actual archery goes. Dude, archery is a finicky thing, honestly. Like, I mean, it changes so often. You got to like... Oh, especially during the in the target world. Like, hey, I'm bow hunter through and through first before I even try to attempt this target like competition archery or target archery, I guess per se. Like, that's a whole another breed outside of another realm. You also start asking me questions from like before, like my mother was thought of being born. <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus, dude, come on. <laughs> Well, Taiki, you're like I said, you're like the Wikipedia. Well, you're like born in '94. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, like the like my favorite part of the, the whole reason, really, for the whole stump Taiki thing is it's not so much to stump Taiki. It's just that it's informational. Yeah, yeah. And it gives us a, it gives us some content to talk about, you know, and, and just kind of roll some things around because I mean, just through those stump type keys, like I've actually learned quite a bit. Yeah, and hell, I'm glad you asked me to look up these five questions because hell, I wouldn't even have never even thought about looking it up. Right, because like, and it's more information to me to know. Right, right, and I, I think it's a it's just awesome. It's good for everybody. So anyway, back to the live podcast. If you guys want to show up there, we'll. Uh, we're probably going to be plugging that thing just about every episode between now and then. Uh, so you that's guys are going to be a lot. That, that's a lot, Bert. I mean, every other. We're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna keep reminding him because it's going to be awesome. So guys, I mean, if you guys shoot a, bu- you don't even have to enter the buck contest and show up. I mean, you can just come out and hang out and look at all yeah, the big deer. It's it's cool to see a bunch of big deer. I mean, what don't they usually have a chili cook off at the same time? I was I was just thinking that I think they do, but if they don't, they should. Chris, you should do that. I'm talking about Chris Reynolds, who has been on this podcast. I think it was actually labeled Michiana Monsters. I think yeah. that's what I labeled it. Yeah, that's him the and one Dustin, where we talked over each other and had to get headphones. That's why these came. Yeah. So uh, anyway, do check them out. Join their group. Uh, yeah. Anybody got anything else? I think we're all talked out on bows. I'm going to do a stump Aaron next time. <laughs> That's fine. You're, you will get me. I'm going to have to text you. Hopefully Aaron, hopefully Aaron will have one of these cool hats. I don't know if you guys can see it from over there. Typhi's wearing one too. I need a new one. Mine's kind of, yeah, it's dickered. I got 10 more coming. I Sweet. think you ordered one, so yes. yours will be yours will be in. I'm um, hoping it's here before Colorado. Well, that's so I got I did my part and got the hats and I got them to the person. Now they just got to get them done, Christy. So, 
We, we I'm, love hoping, you, I'm but, hoping I'm you taking your guys' good juju <laughs> with me when I go to Colorado. Hell yeah, dude. I'm, but by the way, good luck. Yes, thank you. Uh, be fucking careful for fuck's sake. Dude, you make me so nervous, man. Shit, I make myself nervous. I'm going out there. You're just going so enough. far, man. Yeah. If something goes wrong, I mean, man. Yeah, shit. shit please can go side please get to Garmin and Rage. Yeah. That, that, dude. that is still on things to do. Or Ten engage. miles is a long. I ran three and a half miles today. That's a long fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> like, 10 miles is going to suck, bro. Oh, yeah. And uh, don't get lost. Just remember, yeah. you go that 10, you have to go that 10 back. Yeah, that's the thing that's in my back of my mind. I'm that, like, me and Willie, I, I, 10 miles, that's going to be a bitch getting back, but, you know, it could be in the long run be worth it. Dude, me and Willie stuck to four and a half, and you got to remember, you go that far, you're still going to be meandering around when you get where you want to look. We still had that four and a half back. I mean, we had... Between ten and fifteen miles most days, yeah, and we never went more than four and a half miles from the truck, right? And yeah. it's a it's a lot. I think you have the right idea, so I think you guys are going to be successful in in the fact that you guys are probably more than likely going to get away from the majority of the people. Yeah, I'm I'm strictly going out there looking away from. Okay, if I could pull up to a spot where it's public land and I see like at least two vehicles, yeah, no, I'm not I, chance. I it. wouldn't even go yeah, with that, no. man, just because I mean I don't know what the public access scene is like out there, exactly. but if there's two vehicles, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. I mean, they could only be going. You know, they could have seen some from the fucking trailhead and went after them, you know. I'm just saying. I think you guys are going to be all right. I think you're going to get out there. I mean, it's just like anything else, you know. Just like deer, pressure influences movement. Oh, yeah. Get away from the people, and they're going to be there. So. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. All right. That it? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. All right, everybody. Later. Wait, let's stop that right now. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm not that's it everyone good episode great success uh yeah anyway so we will keep you updated as far as the big buck contest comes along and as more details come to light on that as always all music and artwork is done by the shane yoder all editing is done by yours truly brent ruff and this episode is brought to you by rough custom carpentry so uh i don't know what we got coming up next but we got fall turkey. It's August, so we're two months away from deer season. We got a lot of preseason stuff to cover, so we'll see where it goes. But uh, in the meantime, everybody stay safe out there, and we will talk to you guys next time.